Hey guys, it's Sid with Almost Abundant. This podcast will be where we will figure out how to make progress towards physical, mental, and spiritual health in practical ways. I'm passionate about this because the life God has given us has too much potential for abundance to let it pass us by. We have a chance to make something great here. Let's start being good stewards of what God has given us and experiencing life more abundantly. Welcome to our very first podcast episode here at Almost Abundant. I'm so excited today that you get the privilege of hearing Miss Grayson Shepherd Hand. I got to ask her a couple questions on spiritual health. Miss Grayson was actually a mentor of mine my first year of college when I was an intern at Destination Church here in Saraland. She is a student pastor and life group coordinator at Destination Wifey to Dylan Hand. Um, she is a sour candy lover, y'all. Loves her some sour candy. (laughs) She's insanely competitive, and you can absolutely tell that. She's an Enneagram type 3 wing 2 all day. You know it the second you meet her. Um, I'm really excited for y'all to hear from her, so let's get right into it. All right, so I have Grayson with me right here. Hey, Grayson. Hey, guys. (laughs) So we're just going to jump right in and start off. Today we're going to be talking about some spiritual health things because I read a blog post about fitness, um, did a YouTube video about fitness, did a blog post about favorite books if you want a good cry, and so now we're going to jump into the spiritual side of things. Um, the first question I have for Miss Grayson is what does spiritual health look like? Um, like what comes to mind and how would you explain that to someone who's not in ministry? Mm, that's a good question especially if they're not in ministry. Um, First off, I want to give you a shout out because (laughs) I've been seeing all your social posts about you working out. Um, It gives me energy because I will see your posts and I'm like, yes, I need to be in the gym. And I'm literally like laying in the bed watching your social media posts. Um, No, but I just had a little squirrel moment. Um, But shout out to you for being physical fit. Um, I feel like a goof, 100%. (laughs) You look great though. (laughs) No, but I am going back to your question about spiritual health. You know, most people obviously are not in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so the question is daily, how can I have a consistent relationship with the Lord and I feel like just because, you know, I may be in ministry, I'm human, um, just like everybody else. Um, I think for me, though, is working on trying to be consistent, realizing it's a relationship and not a religion. Um, We live in the Bible Belt, and I feel like sometimes that can be hard, you know, but all God wants is a relationship. And so whether I try to... I'm not perfect at it, but every morning, grab my phone, and the first thing I do, I call it my first 15, and hey, I'm going to grab my Bible app or grab a devotional that I'm doing. Maybe it's a scripture, just a scripture, and I'm reading it and kind of meditating on it, putting some worship music on, and just really filling myself with that um, to start my day, and then throughout my day, just trying to stop and just take moments and pray or just maybe it's something short or you know whatever it is and 
trying to fill myself with things throughout the day that are healthy, if that makes sense. I feel like it's not this big, hey, you have to get up and pray for an hour or hours. And I think sometimes people get in the mindset of to be really spiritual or to be spiritual healthy, you have to do all these steps. And it's really just saying yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's little steps of obedience, you know. And I feel like all of us are on a journey and just taking a step by step. It's a daily process. It's not this moment of, okay, now this happened and I'm great. It's the little steps that you take. Just like if you're married or if you're dating someone, you know, you're going to text them in the morning or throughout the day. And it, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's just simply being consistent daily mm-hmm. with having a relationship with him, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I really asked that question because I was thinking about when I was interning here and how it was really different. Mm. Like my, I didn't think it would affect my spiritual health as much as it did when I made that transition out of interning in ministry to school and yeah. a practical like nine to five everyday job. Mm. It was really different, and so. Like, I know it's 100% every, even somebody in ministry is just as human as somebody who's not, but 100%, I feel like a lot of people miss that. If you could only see into our lives, if you could live with us. Honestly, yeah, for real. I went to Africa with a team of pastors. They're human, I promise. I miss that trip, but I heard about it. Oh gosh, yeah, definitely. So I think it looks a lot different, but a lot the same. I mean, I remember being like having Saturday morning prayers and having to be here, and then Mm. craving Saturday morning prayers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and so I think in in ministry, like it can get kind of hard not to take it for granted. Yeah, that I don't think there's ever a balance. Yeah, but trying to find a rhythm Mm -hmm. and. Okay, like you said, I have to be here besides the thing. Like, okay, I get to be here, yeah. you know. I think that's good. Yeah, that's really hard to slip in and out of that. Um, and so the next question is, what are like some practical healthy habits other than just like getting up in the morning yeah. <laughs> that you have to take care of yourself spiritually? Like mm. journaling, reading, like yeah. what's something that you are like, okay, once a day, mm. once a week. Like, so maybe something you and Dylan do together. Yeah. Um, what does that look like for That's you? That's good. Um, all of it? No. I, I love journaling, reading, obviously. Um, boundaries are a big thing for us. And so, for me individually, I am married. Um, shout out to my husband. <laughs> but his name is Dylan. But we have a thing where we will, we try to at least once a week, come together we've wrote out kind of our expectations you know financially spiritually all these things um and we ask each other hard questions hey like where was your spiritual life this week you know how are you feeling all these kind of personal questions so that we can have somebody holding us accountable and someone who knows us so well enough to be able to speak life into us And so I would say every week or every, you know, 
once a month or whatever that is, find someone who can speak life into you, yeah. who can be honest with you, you know? That's the real one. Like, you can get to somebody all day, but... Hearing it in return yeah. is not always easy. And I, um, I have specific friends besides my husband in my life who we call each other consistently. They're our prayer partners. I believe God builds his kingdom relationally. Yeah. Um, obviously, like our one-on-one time with God is huge, but having boundaries like, hey, this is what I'm going to allow into my home. This is not what I'm going to allow into my home. You know, what am I going to feed myself you know, whether it's music or, you know, even things that I watch or places that I go, you know, and having other people know what my boundaries are so they can call me out whenever I'm not, when I'm stepping over that line. And it really helps me be able to try to stay healthy. Um, and I believe that having people in your corner is huge. Yeah. Um, and so having life-giving relationships and having boundaries is huge in my life to keep me sane, you know, and to keep me people who can push me and be real. Yeah. I think boundaries is, like, it's become such an ugly word. Like, people yeah. have twisted it. Like, they hear boundaries, like, oh, I'm oh not, like, no, no. It's like the back door, like, <laughs> boundaries not for me. I think the world has made it so mm. ugly. Yeah. And why do you think, like, people mm. have twisted it to make it, just sounds so rigid and yeah it's probably I think the word people look at it is it's restricting who I am yeah it's restricting my freedom and really and I heard somebody say this other day I don't even know who first quoted it and I'm probably about to (laughs) butcher butcher this up I don't even know um no but I it they said something like most people look at boundaries, like you're saying, is a negative word mm-hmm. when actuality it's this protection. And I love that because it's this protection for you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Yeah. Because if we don't have boundaries, then anything can get in. And when anything's in, then anything can happen. We can, yeah. you know. And so I look at it as more protection, mm-hmm. um, a safe place, a place where we can thrive. Because if we don't have boundaries, how can we really thrive? Yeah. And so I kind of look at it more in that tense, I yeah. guess. So yeah, whoever that's... said that, <laughs> shout out to you. Yeah, for real. And something I thought of when you were talking about um, your habits of like praying and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was C.S. Lewis. Same thing. But, I heard somebody say it the other day. Man. But um, he said, just talking about how people have these habits and these boundaries and and they set these things in place, and it sounds so rigid. He said, for me, like, if I have a long day ahead, and I have a lot to do, I think, I better get up two hours earlier and pray, because I have a busy day. Most people are like, can't pray today, because I have a busy day. Mm. He's like, no, I need to gear up more. And like, it's so countercultural. When I saw that, I was like, bro, he's right. (laughs) Like, I I gotta get some sleep. (laughs) I have a crazy day, need to get up 30 minutes earlier. Like, it challenged me for real. It's just that important. Yeah. Because you know if I'm going into a crazy season and I'm not prayed up, nobody is going to like me. No, no, no one is going to want to be around person. me. <laughs> That's great. Honestly. So speaking of seasons, um, which season in your life has it been the hardest to stay spiritually healthy? Mm. Like when? Did like you- a certain moment? 
or just in general? Um, like a just like a section of your like where you were like you look back and you're like, what am I doing? I'm not healthy. Mm. Where did I where did I leave off? Yeah. Um, where That's it, good. you just felt yourself lacking and you didn't know what hit you. Mm. So I was actually thinking about this, and there's probably two different seasons in my life because I know everybody's different. First season was um, several years ago, really when Hit was going into my college years, Mm -hmm. and I loved the Lord. I knew I had a call in my life, but I really was surrounded by people who were good people, but were not people who were spiritually going after God. And I surrounded myself with them more than anyone else, and I found myself, you know, limiting I, I'm let me see how I could say this more or less not going after God the way I want it, want to because their like strife for God wasn't there yeah and I had to look back one day and say wow like Gracie you have filled yourself with all these things because you're filling yourself with people like surrounding you and you're doing the things that they're doing yeah, they chose your habits for they you. chose my habits for me that's so good and I really had to say, okay, God, like, who who do you want me to be around? And when I asked that question, it was amazing how he started putting life-giving people in my life to this day who are the, my closest friends. And it, I really, I think that changed when I realized, okay, who am I surrounding myself with? Like, who is speaking life into me? Um, I think the most current season has been a different one that I've never had to face before in this past year and probably in the past few months. So obviously everybody knows 2020 was crazy. Um, But in 2020, my grandfather in December passed away from COVID. And if you know my family, we prayed. Oh my gosh, I feel like we were praying constantly. And he still ended up passing. And I really felt like there was so much energy that we had given. Like, God, we prayed, we believed, we had faith, we did everything your word said, and he still passed away. And I felt myself really drowning in a season of disappointment for the first time in my life, not understanding, okay, God, I thought you were a healer. Yeah. Why didn't you heal him? You know, I I know that you said if we expect and if we have faith as a grain of mustard seed that you would do it. So why wasn't it done? Why are all these things happening? And, you know, for a while I felt like I would read my Bible and I couldn't get anything out of it. I'd come to church and it felt like there was this wall. And, you know, I kept saying, Lord, I love you. Like, I have faith, but I really don't feel this. Like, I'm really disappointed, and I know so many people have had to walk through different seasons of their life, especially in this past year, and what I learned from it is, no matter the situation, even in the most difficult time, the Lord is still faithful. Yeah, I can ask questions, and somebody said this this morning, I can ask questions, but I just can't doubt God. Mm -hmm. He understands our disappointment, and I think... Um, for me, was being consistent in His Word even when I didn't feel like it. Saying, okay, God, like, 
I don't feel like reading my Bible and praying today. I don't understand this situation, but I'm going to do it. And the longer I did it, the longer he met me. He, he started to meet me in worship and prayer. And it was like this new energy and this life and this yeah. joy that he brought back to my life. And I think it's, it's just seasonal. Yeah. And, um, and so that's probably the most difficult season I've had to have, especially recently, that I've had to say, okay, this has been a challenge with me in, in my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. But found in the middle of it his faithfulness to bring me through. That's so good that you were saying, you asked God why. Mm-hmm. It's like you were saying, like, like God's a big boy. Like he can, he can, <laughs> he take can you, handle it. He can handle your questions. <laughs> like it's like saying, like God, I believe. Mm-hmm. Help my unbelief. Yeah. Like you can't be scared to like come toe to toe and be like, okay, explain. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. He's not scared of that. He already knows. He he expects that, and he wants you to being real acknowledge that he's a mysterious God. Mm. He wants you to acknowledge that part of him. It's part of his character. Yeah. And so for us to shy away from that is to shy away from a part of him. So I love that you good. thought that, like, you, you had questions and you didn't deny that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was super heavy. I love that. Um, so this one's kind of edgy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I didn't know. I don't even know if I know how to answer. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, what's the best <laughs> advice that you ever received, but you rejected it at first? Oh, like, someone man. said it in someone that you trusted but when they came out of their mouth you were like yeah that's a lot I'll I'll pray about it like (laughs) but it ended up really helping I know that's kind of very specific but I feel like we've all had that we've all had that in our lives I've probably had way more than (laughs) what even comes to my mind right now um I keep going back to this, but probably, so as like a <laughs> joke, my probably number one is don't date in high school is what everybody told me. And guess what? I did the complete opposite. And I look back and I'm like, Gracie, what were you even thinking? Um, that's probably the biggest one. Oh, um, shout out to my husband now. He's awesome. But um yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah. Probably. And I've had several, like, friend relationships that people were like, hey, you need to watch out for them. And I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> We've, you know. all that. <laughs> We've all been like, Psh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I got this. Yeah. Like, what, why are you trying to tell me how Plays to? yourself. <laughs> right. And then I look back and I'm like, that was not a good decision <laughs> at all. So that's probably been um, my number one. Yeah. Oh, and then this was this is practical. Like coming out of school. Yeah. Don't for me I went to the biggest university that I, I could and um like wanted then I went off to college and all this stuff and I'm like, I'm young, it's fine, I don't care how much debt I, I acquire <laughs> my parents like, You really need to be thinking about this because you're gonna be paying back a lot of loans and then I look back now and I'm like, Oh my I'm married and I'm paying back loans and I'm like, People, think about what you're doing before you do it. I rejected that advice at yeah. first. So I don't know if if you have or yeah, anything that, like that. <laughs> that was the worst because you have so many people in that season of your life saying just get along. You'll pay back quick. You'll make so much money after you get out of college. It'll be just like nothing. And then you have people that really care about you that are like, 
there's other ways. <laughs> they there's just other like, ways. They just, like, say it, and you just push it in the back of your head. Yeah. That's oh, a good one. Oh, Definitely push that one away. That was the hardest question you've asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to think, because... Like, you mentored me for you. I was like, what's the migration? Tell me one time. And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, surely there's some. And I was like, you know, I'm going to ask her. I really honestly still need to think about that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to y'all. Text me. I'll type it. New Got it. <laughs> okay, so now some fun stuff. Let's um, do it. So, rapid fire questions. I say rapid fire, but if you want to dig into this, if you're passionate about something, <laughs> Then you have free reign to just let loose. Oh, I, Lord. I 100% support you in Let's all of it. Okay, so the first one is, what's your favorite mm. show or movie? Okay, so you said it earlier. You actually guessed <laughs> mine. Um, favorite show is Gilmore Girls. I think current favorite show is probably The Resident. Okay. Have you watched it? I have not. I've seen commercials, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love that. But you need to do it. You need to watch Is it. Is it good? I love it. Okay. I, I think I saw it on at Tanner and Bradley's house. Makes our, me feel like I can, like, be a surgeon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, is it better than other medical dramas? Is it, like, completely... Or is it just stick out to you? Mm, it just sticks out to me. <laughs> and I've watched a lot, so Yeah, they're just the best. You need to go watch it and let me know what Okay, you think. Okay. So, if you weren't in ministry, what would you be mm. doing? So, I probably an event planner. Okay, I totally see that. Yeah, I 100%. feel like I could. I don't know if I could do it, but I would like to try. I remember <laughs> one of our first conversations. We were setting up for an event here. I think it was oh, a one God. night, and I was just not really sure. Like y'all were the new student pastors. I I think it was a senior. I was about to. Graduate. You were a senior. Yeah, I was a senior about to graduate. I was like. Who are these people? Like, I didn't really know. I was just kind of staying back, like, getting to know y'all from a distance. And you just came up or helped oh, me set up a no. sign. And you just, I don't know how you phrased it, but you basically were like, what are you passionate about? And I was like. <laughs> I just dove all in. Yeah, I was like, in. this girl? Oh, God. And while, of course, we're planning an event, and I, you were like, do you like event planning? Do you like doing this stuff we're doing right now? And I was like, yeah, it's cool. Who are you? <laughs> And it was, like, in the end, of course, I love event planning now, too. Love designing events. And you're a killer um, at it. I love, I know we worked in a couple together, mm-hmm. um, and that's always fun. But I re- that was one of the first things you said to me, and I was like, <laughs> I can't okay. even believe that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you. <laughs> but, yeah, you're definitely passionate about that. You would kill it as an event planner. I think Definitely. I could try it one day. <laughs> <laughs> if this ministry thing doesn't work out. <laughs> okay, so what song do you have to, like, blare? Like, you can't play yeah. it at a reasonable level. You have For to sure. scream, sing it, and it makes Dylan mad every time. <laughs> like, which one is that? Like, it, you press shuffle, it comes up, and you're just like, this oh, no, <laughs> this is it. I Will Always Love You I knew by that. Whitney Houston. Yeah. She is my girl. <laughs> like, I'm so passionate about it, and I'm horrible at singing. Like, it is, like, deafening to hear me, but I'm like, I don't care where I'm at. When that comes on, I'm getting it. I so, you know, that's probably my number one. <laughs> okay, did you know, I found this out the other day, Whitney Houston 
produced the Princess Diaries. I did not know that. She was a producer for both Princess Diaries movies. <sighs> and I enjoyed those. I know. Like, I was like, teenage She's just Sydney, my girl. She didn't know that. Like, she didn't have any of her music in it, but she was over here on a producer chair just, like, snapping and telling people. I was like, you go, Whitney. I love, I love you even more. Thank Somebody told me that the other day, that. and I was like, the goddess. The goddess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so last one. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Mm. Like, what's your dream? You're having a bad day. This is pitiful. The other day, I was having the worst day, <laughs> and I just was at work. I went to the break room, closed my eyes, and I just started picturing my perfect day, just, like, getting myself out of my head. So what was it? Oh, it was so lame. So lame. It was. I would have to know. Mine was sleep until 10. Yeah. Waking up, eating like pancakes and bacon. Mm. Still in my pajamas. Like one of those Crispy big, bacon? Soft. Okay. Same. Um, Just going to sit on the couch with my mom, watching movies, and then somewhere in there involves chicken and dumplings. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm really good because I started a nutrition plan this week. As I was craving I chicken. have not started a nutrition yeah. plan. <laughs> I ate Whataburger today, so that's how it's going. <laughs> but it had to do something to do with chicken and dumplings and, like, watching the sunset and going for a walk. Mm. Just that combination. Um, yeah. Not putting makeup on and maybe not a bra. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see. <laughs> that's but always just, a good day when you don't have right. to put on a bra. <laughs> yeah. Just anything where I don't have to try or see anybody. Exactly. So, yeah. No, it's yours. <laughs> oh, can gosh. Talk okay. <laughs> so, yours is, like, really detailed. Um, I would probably be at the beach. Right. Um, definitely, probably on the bay side. Like, get up in the morning, like you said, have a cup of coffee, read some, and then I would love to either, I don't know, like, be on the water or go bike riding. Just forever. And then come home. I don't know what I'd eat. Probably, if I could eat crawfish, that'd probably be a great day. And yeah, then... Sit by the pool eat crawfish? That's yes. Cool. That's it. Who wouldn't love that? And then come home and... Oh, and take a nap at some point in the day. Right. And, and not like one of these 30 minutes to an mm-hmm. hour nap. One of those post-beach naps. Yes. Like you're burnt. They're different. You're exhausted. Mm-mm. It may be three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's my perfect day. <laughs> and you wake up just in time for dinner. Yes. They're, those hit different. Exactly. That's probably um, my perfect day. <laughs> yeah. It has to have one of those good naps in there. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview Thanks, Sid. I this enjoyed it. Very good. And it was very comforting to know that uh, some of these questions I already knew the answers to. I didn't know I knew that well. <laughs> so that was nice. We spent a lot of time together. I know. And you were in my first life group. Oh my gosh, I was. Being at DC. That was fun. Y'all learned a lot. I forget that happened. <laughs> it's like a future. I'm sorry if I've ever said anything <laughs> or like you went through your high school senior year like. Traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was awesome. It's been good. Well, thank you. Thanks, Dad.